You are listening to Pastor Neville McDonald, brought to you by the friends and partners of Good Hope Christian Center. And now, here is a word for you. This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message. Right, we're standing in this place. It is the amazing grace of God that saves you and I. The grace of a woman to live in a different environment with a different religion and not to criticize, rebuke, ridicule. Whether it's the imam, whether it's the priest, whether it's the pastor, it's the experience of the encounter with Jesus that changed her life. You cannot argue with a life that is changed by the grace of God. You cannot argue when God extends His favor and His love. You cannot argue with the one who died on the cross and said, I love you, I love you, I love you. You cannot but argue and try to say he's not real. You see, it was said best in Scripture, he's not here. He's risen like he said. What makes our faith different? He's not here. He's risen. He's alive. We don't serve a dead God of tradition and religion. We don't serve a dead God that simply gives us all kinds of things to do. We say serve a resurrected Savior who really lived, who really died, who rose again, who said, I'm coming again. But he went one better. He said, till I come, I'm coming to live in you. And I'll be the greater one in you. And you'll know that I love you and I died for you. Because the change in you can only be explained by God's grace, God's favor. He loved me. That's amazing grace. He loved me when I didn't love Him. He loved me when I sought and followed other gods. He loved me regardless of addictions and pains. He loved me. He loves you and He loves you. 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 The painful thing about love is that we can be loved but reject the lover and the lover Jesus just keeps loving and loving even when we're faithless he remains faithful we can run and run but he loves us He loves us. 
He loves us. Right where you're standing today, you may have said, Pastor Nev, I've run, and I've run, and I've run. And I don't want to run anymore. I've served other gods. I've lived a different lifestyle. Even standing in this building today, you may have been raised in a Christian family, but you've run from the one who loves you. That's why the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave Jesus to die for you. That whoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In this place right now, I want you just to bow your heads together with me. You say, Pastor Nev, I'm not serving Jesus. I'm not living for him. When I listen to his wondrous love for this one family, I know he loves me. I know he died for me. I'm not going to run anymore. I'm coming to him. You may say today I'm running back to him. There may be others who say I've never met him, but today I'm coming to him for the first time. Still others who say, Pastor Nev, pray for me. I need to get my heart right with God. Pray for me. I never realized how much Jesus loved me. Then right where you are with your head bowed and your eyes closed. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray with you. As you stand in this place, say, Pastor Nev, pray for me. I'm going to ask you just simply with your head bowed, no one looking around, say, pray for me. Just quickly up your hand up and put it down again. I'll see it and pray for you wherever you are. I see your hand. There are others. Just quickly pop it up. Put it down again. I see it. Just pop your hand up. Put it down again. I see your hand. I see your hand. There's still others. Pop it up. Put it down again. Whether you're in the balcony or underneath, I see your hand. Just quickly raise it up. Put it down again. Wherever you are in this place. Pastor Neb, I'm not right with God. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I want... That's right where we are right now. We're going to pray together. Then in a few minutes, I'm going to pray for people here in the front. In 15 minutes from now. And I want you to come when I pray for others. But I want to pray right now specifically for you. You've raised your hand. Others have raised their hand. But I want you to specifically pray together. Would you join me in prayer together as we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. Jesus, I thank you for shedding your blood. Today I come to you. I turn from my past and everything in it. Jesus, I believe you are the Christ, the only Son of God. Today I'm forgiven, washed in your blood, a new creature. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. For a few moments. I said 10 and so we'll keep to 10 to 15 minutes. I want to just draw your attention to the fact that this month and last month, we talked last week about the miracle of heaven. But today I want to talk about a miracle for you. And the greatest thing that we've heard about as a miracle for you today is this family coming 
to the Lord Jesus Christ. Wendy was sharing with me, we were talking on the way through, and she said, well, what miracles are you going to tell people about today? Well, I don't think much can compete with the miracle you've heard. But you see, the miracles of God are supernatural interventions. They are things that are unexpected, unexplained. It is the overawing wonder, power, and marvelous phenomenon where God moves in, where we say it is not possible, but the Bible says, with God, all things are possible to them that believe. And so when I begin to cooperate with God, then the miracles of God become a reality in my life. We are surrounded by miracles, whether it is the creation, whether it is the things that we see, the human eye. All of these things are miraculous, whether you look at a butterfly, whether you look at a hummingbird, when you look at the wonderful birds we have here in this city, the flamingos flying over our city, the pelicans flying into our city, the multiple species of birds that fly, the ducks that fly out now and lead back to Egypt, and little birds that fly all the way from Europe and land right down at the southern tip of Africa, regardless of what it is, it is supernatural and miraculous, and many times it just requires us opening our eyes to see that God is not far away, but He's really close. He is an ever-present help in a time of need. So when I talk about a miracle, I'm talking about a highly impossible, extraordinary event developed or accomplished through a means of a supernatural presence that has a welcoming consequence. Let me say it one more time. A highly improbable, inexplainable, extraordinary event or development accomplished that causes a result or a consequence that was unexpected. It is totally supernatural. And this is what I see taking place in the scripture. God has a miracle for you, for your household, for your family. The book of Mark is a book of miracles. And in order for us to understand miracles, there is a word that runs from Mark 1 all the way through to about Mark 6. And that word is an amazing word in the scripture. It is a simple word. Immediate. Have you ever had your mother say, get over here immediately? We have a habit in our nation of saying, I will see you later or just now. Later could be one hour, two hours, three hours, tomorrow. That's just how it is. I'll see you later. And so because time has different or is contextualized differently in different places. Now we know that when we have certain appointments, the train leaves on time, the bus leaves on time. But many times in our relationships, we, I'll see you later. And that means we could get stopped along the wayside. We could be deterred in certain places. We could meet a friend, land up having a coffee that you didn't expect to have. But I notice as I get into this passage of Scripture, and I want to draw your attention to Mark 1, verse 27 to 31. Mark 1, verse 27 to 31. Then they were amazed. 
so that they questioned amongst themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately, his fame went abroad around the region and around Galilee. Now, as soon as he had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew and James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. This isn't the first time we see an immediate move in the book of Mark. In fact, the scripture begins, the passage begins, as we begin to look through the scripture, we begin to see that Jesus comes and he is baptized, and it says immediately when he is baptized, he sees something in verse 10. Notice, and I'm going to shoot back um, to Mark 1 verse 10. Jesus is baptized, it says immediately when he came out of the water. He saw the heavens open. Jesus comes to John. John is saying, uh, Jesus is going to come. In another passage, he says, he must decrease. Jesus is going to increase. He gets baptized. And there's a pivotal thing that takes place in the life of Jesus. I'm not going to jump to that verse now. But verse 19 tells me that Jesus constantly moved. He never stayed in the same place. You see, the Bible tells me he constantly went a little further. He constantly went a little further. And a miracle for you requires us to go a little further. And there are times when we don't want to go a little further. It's Mark 1 verse 19. He went a little further. But before he went further, we find here in verse 10, he was baptized in the Spirit. He gets immediately the heavens open and the Holy Ghost comes upon him. Immediately, he begins to move in the power of the Spirit. God has a miracle for you. And the first thing you need to know is God is an immediate God. And he operates quickly and we move because in him we live and we move and we have our being. And there are times we're trying to stay where we were. And God's moved and he's moved and he's moved and he's moved. The times we're looking for a miracle back there, instead of saying, God's already moved, and my miracle's here today. My miracle's in the house today. My miracle is here with me today. So the Bible tells me in verse 10 that immediately, in verse 11 and 12 says, he saw, he heard. But notice Jesus as an immediate God is the individual where firstly, when he comes to Simon's house, it says he took her by the hand and immediately she gets up and moves. Now, as you constantly go through these passages, of course, we're not going to get through all six passages. Jesus heals her. They are actually amazed that not only is God an immediate Jesus, but they also begin to understand that he is a God who heals more than just a fever. Miracles don't only come when he comes, but if you need a miracle, you need to come to him. Jesus comes out of the water, the Holy Spirit meets him. He moves, 
And as he moves, miracles keep transpiring in and around him. And when he goes to the house of Simon, he went. But then I notice further in the chapter, when you go on to verse 40 and 41, a leper came. Jesus came, but there are times you have to come to Jesus. You cannot help people who don't come. I can't feed a horse that doesn't come to eat. Spiritually, God can't help you. Jesus said, come to me, all that labor and heavy laden. And you'll see that the power of these miracles that Jesus has in chapter 1 is that after the miracle at Simon's house, he goes and he saturates himself in prayer. That's why we as the people are gathering together for 40 days to pray, not just that we'll pray these 40 days, but to set our goals for next year, to celebrate our victories this year, and to begin to prophetically pray into the move of God and understand that God is an immediate God and there is a miracle for you today. You don't have to wait for tomorrow, for the next day or the day after. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He doesn't change. So you'll find in chapter 40, uh, chapter 1 verse 40, that a leper comes to Jesus. Now, why is this unusual? Because leprosy is a communicable disease. Lepers were not allowed to be in public. Lepers had to shout, unclean, unclean, unclean. That was the Jewish law. They had to live outside the city. You see, a fever is one thing. Sometimes with sickness, people reject you. Other times, they just reject you because of your attitude and your behavior. It's just as much as sickness. The unforgiveness, the resentment, the bitterness, the heartache, the hurt. Other times, just because religiously, we can be so obnoxious. And no one sees the love of Jesus. A leper comes. He has a disease that can kill Jesus. Because Jesus is in human flesh with the spirit in him. Just as you are in human flesh. When you receive Jesus, his spirit comes into you. But here, a leper comes and notice it says he knelt. You normally only knelt at the king of feet of a sovereign or a king. In coming, he recognizes he has a need. See, Jesus doesn't only come to you, but you have to come to him. And when he comes, he kneels down and he says to him, if you are willing, God is always willing, but we're not God is always willing to bless you. God is always willing to heal you. God is an immediate God. God is always willing to save your family. God is always willing. 
that many times we come with excuses. Not my fault I got leprosy. They did it to me. Not my fault that I'm in this financial position. They bankrupted me. But the leper had to come. He had to kneel. And then he had to say to Jesus, if you're willing. Jesus never ever responded to that. He said, you can make me clean. The way Jesus responded was he reached out. See, when you need help, there has to come a reaching out. Then Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved beyond the need. He was moved beyond the heartache. He was moved beyond the sickness. He was moved beyond the intensive care. He was moved beyond the bankruptcy. He was moved beyond what the bank manager said. He was moved. The man came and said, I have a need. Jesus knew he shouldn't be there. Everybody gathered around knew he shouldn't be there. There are many times when you come into the presence of God, you may say, I shouldn't be here. But that's not Jesus' response to you or to you. His response is just simply, I'm willing to be cleansed. Right where you stand today, I want you to know that God is willing. He has a miracle for you. He touches him and he cleanses him. I want you to stand with me this morning. We hope you've been blessed by this anointed message. For information on other Good Hope Christian Center CDs and products, call 021-703-9400 or write to Good Hope Christian Center, corner of Panton and Plantation Roads, Ottery, 7800 or visit our website at www.ghcc.tv. You can become a partner of this ministry as we continue to bring hope and healing to the world. Find out how on our website, www.ghcc.tv forward slash giving. See you next week for another word for you with Pastor Neville MacDonald.